Welcome back and thanks so much for tuning in as we all do or we try to get everyone to tune in on Wednesdays or whenever you guys want to check out our podcast. But a new episode, of course, does drop every Wednesday of WeatherWise. And here we go with another awesome episode. And this episode is all about Tropical Storm Arthur, the first named storm of the season. Um, of course, I'm meteorologist Daniel Johnson alongside. I'm meteorologist Alicia Garcia. And we're not just going to talk about Arthur itself because, you know, that could just be, you know, a typical blog that we can write up, you know, pretty quickly on our website. Uh, but we're going to talk about previous Arthurs because we've had a lot of Arthurs in the past uh, because the National Weather Service just rotates list of names every six years. So we kind of get similar names every six years unless it's retired uh, for some reason. Um, and so there have been many Arthurs in the past, and there's one very interesting thing about all of the Arthurs, or a lot of the Arthurs that we've had, something very interesting and pretty cool about them, and we'll talk about that. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, and a little tease about something that's happening tomorrow. But let's jump right into it, shall we, Ulysses? Um, yeah, so sure, well, let's dive in. Yeah, so Arthur, uh, it formed... What well, started the form um, back on around May 14th, the National Hurricane Center, be, uh, you know, began to monitor it, um, and it was down south of Florida, and we were, you know, getting word that it could strengthen, and some models were having it come really close, you know, to the eastern seaboard, and uh, we were tracking it all weekend and into the week, and um, now we just had the last. Um, discussion written on it the last advisory uh, so now it's out there in the Atlantic but it's still bringing us those rip currents right so there's still things we got to be a little bit concerned about with Arthur yeah so yeah we've been uh, we've been dealing with the rip currents uh, you know high surf beach erosion and then um, and even coastal flooding so it's definitely been more of a, a coastal effect here on Delmarva than anything else Exactly, and you know there have been coastal flood warnings in effect, and uh, we are a little bit concerned about just some of those low-lying areas that do get some flooding in our area. Some roads could become uh, flooded. Uh, we're not expecting anything too serious, but when you use the word moderate to major coastal flooding, you know it gets people thinking. Um, and major means it could be up to two feet or more of you know extra water above its normal high tide cycle. So anyway, that's just something we're concerned about because we've been stuck in this persistent east flow and it, it all started with Arthur off the coast and now we have a high pressure in New England and a upper level low to our west and they're kind of teaming up against us to give us that east wind and it just continues. But anyway, we'll get back to Arthur. It eventually became a tropical, sto uh, tropical storm um, as we went into the weekend. And it did strengthen a bit, getting up to around 60 miles per hour uh, for sustained winds uh, just off our coast. It didn't quite make landfall, but it was close to North Carolina and the Outer Banks, right? Yeah, it just it just it just offshore the Carolinas. I don't think, uh, based on any reports, it did not make landfall, but it did got very very close. And by the time it approached North Carolina, it definitely uh, it finally began to move way quicker. I noticed that you know on, on Monday. They're starting to issue that, you know, the forward speed was starting to kick up. So that was a, a good thing, at least for the, you know, for the Carolinas, that definitely, you know, the rainfall uh, was a, somewhat of a minor threat because of the fact that it's moving. You know, and that's the thing you kind of want when, when you have these tropical systems is that 
you kind of want them to move fast because it'll create less havoc. Exactly. And we've had, um, you know, a lot of Arthurs in the past because I did mention at the top, you know, the beginning of the podcast, um, the National Hurricane Center, they rotate lists of names, right, every six years. And eventually they refresh names or add different names if a storm name is retired. And usually it's retired if uh, there's lots of um, casualties in the storm or if it costs so much money in terms of damage, um, then we start to see that. So we've had a lot of Arthurs. No Arthur has been retired. So we've seen so many Arthurs in the past um, going all the way back to 1984. And we'll be talking about that too. But uh, four Arthurs in particular have all made very similar paths to the Arthur we just had this year. Um, so we had this year, 2020, and I know we were talking right before the podcast. Uh, what was the other one we had in 2014? Yeah, 2014. And that one actually made landfall. And it was a Category 2 hurricane when it made landfall. And I actually was here on Delmarva. I was forecasting here, still at 47 ABC, when that happened. And I remember debating whether, you know, um, we need to get a lot more coverage done on this system and where it's going to track. And we were really trying to figure that out uh, as that storm grazed the North Carolina coast. So it did make landfall as a Category 2 and then just went off the coast towards the northeast, you know, away from our area, uh, kind of close to the way Arthur went just the other day, but if, except this one was a bit closer to the coast because it actually made landfall. And I remember joking at the time and posting a picture on social media with like a little, small little tree branch. I remember it being broken off of a tree nearby my house. And I remember posting, I survived Hurricane Arthur. Like one little branch was broken off. So. We did have gusty winds here on the peninsula with that storm, um, and they were a bit stronger than what, we've, than what we're having now with, or what we did have with Arthur um, of this year. But that's because it was a stronger storm. It was an actual hurricane. So that was 2014. Then there was one in 1996, Ulysses. I don't know if you knew about this one. It was a tropical storm as well in 96, and it took a very similar path to Arthur in 2014, but it was only a tropical storm and it was, did not technically make landfall. It stayed just off the coast. And then there was another Arthur in 2002 that had a very similar path, just slightly farther to the right. And this one was more, it was closer to the Arthur of 2020, the one in 2002. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, there have been four Arthurs that have all made very similar, almost exact paths. Yeah, that's very, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, that is for sure, uh, and a little freaky, you know, say, too, <laughs> when it comes to Arthur. So uh, I guess it makes you wonder in 2026, uh, you know, it's like, well, we can kind of have a good idea where this thing is going. So. Yeah, another Arthur <laughs> looks like it could be a, a North Carolina Grays. Yep. See, future, do, or I said future. The history, history definitely repeats itself, and Mother Nature is very, very interesting, for sure, you know with repeating things because no yes absolutely definitely and i think you know and i think a lot of that maybe the common pattern is just has to do with the fact you know you know us meteorologists you know like uh you know we usually tend to show you the common paths of storms and where they tend to form you know for each of the months 
during hurricane season, you know, starting with May through December. And I think, that, you know, the reason for that is part, you know, this, this is kind of the breeding ground for, you know, the May, June storms, you know, coming off the Florida Strait and hovering right along the Atlantic coast. And then, you know, later on in the season, you'll get them in the Caribbean and obviously off the coast of Africa. So that maybe, maybe that's the reason why archers are so common and familiar and they like to go through the certain path is because just the timing of the year. And I'm assuming that most of these archers have been either May or, or June storms, not July or August, even though you can still get that first storm of the year, uh, you know, a little bit later on in July or August. Obviously, you know, Hurricane Andrew is, you know, the most vivid example of a storm, of an A storm so late into the season. But uh, but obviously, traditionally, if you get your storm in May and June, you'll get something like Arthur where, you know, that's the area you're kind of more cautious about. Exactly. So, and that makes sense because this time of year, you know, we, we typically see those those typical weak systems. And, of course, they don't always develop early. This was an early development uh, to happen in May. But it's not the earliest. Um, we've actually had storms form in January. I mean, it's very rare, but there have been very weak systems in January that have gotten names. And someone actually asked a question on social media the other, the other day, and they were like, so what happens if a storm forms in January? That's technically, is that late in the season or is that early in the season? Because technically hurricane season ends November 30th, which is really close to December, which is really close to January. So I had to look it up. I wasn't 100% sure. Do you know off the top of your head? I think the best example I think I remember was the 2005 season because they said, I remember the 2005 season had a lot of storms. But I think I, from what I remember from that 2005 season is that there were storms that were even forming late in December and and from what I've read is that they base it on the calendar year. So yes. if the storm forms before New Year's Eve, it will be considered the previous year. But if it forms after New Year, January 1st, it's considered part of the New Year's storm. So so if that so if the storm gets named before New Year's or even, you know, if they start issuing advisories for it, then it would be considered the previous year. So uh, and I think the one you're talking about is Alex. So that was a January storm, yeah. so uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, so obviously it, it pertains to the new year, but obviously that that timing of when those uh, you know when they start issuing stuff and when it gets named definitely depends on when it falls, either in December or January. Yep, you got it. So again, it's the calendar year. So if it's 2019, it'll be the 2019 season names. If it's 2020, no matter what month, it'll be the 2020 names. So that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, I did want to talk about previous early season tropical development because I know that's what we've been, we've been talking about right now. Like there was one in January. But another interesting thing to note is in the Atlantic hurricane season, this year, 2020, was the sixth year in a row we had a storm form before the traditional hurricane season begins. So before June 1st. So I thought that was interesting. And it, and I was like, yeah, that does make sense. We have had some storms form. I didn't realize it was every year in <laughs> the past six years, but it really has been. Because sometimes you forget about them, right? A lot of them stay out to sea. They don't have much of an impact. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously, you know, you get your traditional fish storms, like you said, that are forgettable. They just hover in the Atlantic and you definitely forget. But like you mentioned, definitely six year in a row with uh, the A storm. 
of happening before June 1st. Um, and I, I know there's probably, you know, people on social media that, you know, probably the meteorologists or I know there's probably going to eventually be a conversation within the meteorology community and they wonder, well, should, should there should there officially be dates for hurricane season or should there, you know, should it just be more like, okay, like once the calendar flips to 2020, here's hurricane season. So I know that's eventually going to become more of a thing if we start seeing more of these uh, May or even April storms developing. Right. So let's just go down really quickly. I have in front of me pulled up um, the past six years. So we just had in May, mid-May, Tropical Storm Arthur in 2020. And then May 20th of 2019, we had Andrea. I think it was Andrea or Andrea. I think it's Andrea um, was what we had in 2019. Um, and then 2018 was Alberto. Tropical Storm. Yeah, Alber Alberto is pretty uh, interesting system because uh, I know I was reading up on that one and definitely Alberto actually had tropical characteristics as it went up north. Um, it was somehow still holding out. Well, they call it the it was like the brown ocean effect. Yeah. And it it was still it if you read the advisories of that particular storm, it was still considered a tropical depression entering the state of Michigan. So uh, picture where <laughs> Michigan is, and that's when the last when it officially became post tropical as it pushed towards the Canadian border. So uh, I thought that's that's an interesting storm for the fact that it's you know preseason. And also the fact that it still had tropical characteristics as it moved through parts of the Ohio Valley and into the Great Lakes. Yeah, we've had some fun storms, right? You know, where you're, you're tracking them and you're like, wow, it still has some tropical characteristics this far inland. And it's just we've had some exciting things like, like the next one. And I remember this one just because of the path and, and what it did. But in April, so not in May, this was even earlier, April of 2017, we had Tropical Storm Arlene, and it was way out there in, in the Atlantic, but pretty far north, and it did a whole bunch of, like, circles around itself. Like, its track just kept going in a circle. It got caught, and there was nothing really steering it, so it just kept doing little loop-de-loops out there in the Atlantic, and that was an interesting year, because I remember people saying, why are they even paying attention to this? Why is it named? Like, it's so weak, and it's barely doing anything, but... Um, if they have the characteristics, they have the characteristics. Uh, 2016, we had Alex. So Alex was in 2016, May, May 28th. And then the last one was Tropical Storm Anna in 2015. And that formed in early May. And that was very close to, that actually made landfall. That was a very early landfall in 2015 uh, down in the Carolinas. So... South Carolina, yeah. Yes, and then I think there's even been a few. B, I think uh, I remember Burl was also an early season storm because I know it's sometimes even the B storm has had uh, tend to happen, uh, you know, before June first. And I remember Burl was one that hit Florida, and it was a subtropical storm. But then it right as it was forming, you know, a landfall towards Jacksonville, it became a, a tropical storm but it was i remember it was like memorial day weekend or uh a few years ago too so i know there's even rare moments where you even get the bee storm as a subtrop as a pre-season june pre-june 1st <laughs> exactly so you said it was a tropical storm when it made landfall 
Yes, I remember that that, that one. I was I remember I was watching that. Now I remember it was subtropical, but then uh, it lost its. It finally got its tropical characteristics before it made landfall. Yeah, that was 2012. Does that make sense? May 16th, or no, that was yeah May 16th, and then that's when it first formed. And yeah. then towards Memorial Day weekend, it made landfall. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that made an interesting little loop-to-loop first off the coast of Florida before going into Florida, and then kind of riding the, up the coast and then out to sea right before it got up into our area. So, so yeah, definitely yeah. Those, those loops. Uh, those loops are <laughs> they're, they're, uh, definitely fun to play with, that's for sure. You know, you got to always watch out for those loops. <laughs> you got you to gotta love it. All right, so... What I also wanted to talk about before we get into, um, or did you have any advisories you wanted to talk about or mention about the current Arthur of 2020? I know we just had that last official advisory on it yesterday. Well, well, I mean, the, the final advisory, well, when it comes to the last advisory, they just issued it to become post-tropical and they expected that change to actually happen. Right. But uh, overall, the whole time it was just a tropical storm. Uh, and, you know, what's interesting, you know, it's uh, obviously because of the way it formed, obviously they weren't sure if it was going to form. But, you know, just to keep something in general for later storms in the season, uh, you know, they've been adopting the potential tropical cyclone. So just something that, you know, I just wanted to reference there. But when it comes to Arthur, we didn't get any of that potential tropical cyclone because of the fact of how it was forming and they weren't sure and, and everything. But it definitely had a, an interesting life uh in its few days that it was around, and definitely it's been a nuisance because of the fact here on Del Marva with the coastal flooding. So it's, uh, you know, and the fact that we have a low pressure towards the south and a high pressure towards the north. So we're kind of just uh, here on Del Marva, we're kind of just sandwiched a little bit between everything. So, exactly. but uh, like you mentioned, uh, when it comes to advisories, though, nothing really crazy, but definitely has had its coastal impacts. Right. And I'm just going to go really quickly through the Arthurs of the past, just going back to 1984. Um, because, again, these names rotate every six years. So we had the 1984 storm of Arthur, Trump, um, of Arthur, and uh, that was out in the Atlantic, and that was in August. So the A name was pretty late in the season. Well, not late. I know the peak of the season is, you know, August, September or so, uh, but I guess that is kind of late um, when you're getting close to the peak and you're just having the first, the first letter name. And then we had Arthur... Uh, coming up in, if I could pop up the year here. It'll be uh, 1990. 1990. Well, no, I don't know if there was an, if, hold on here. Come on, Daniel. All right, yes, <laughs> 19, we had 1990, formed in the Caribbean, and then 1996. Um, that actually, if that's the one I mentioned earlier that affected North Carolina as well. 2002, then we had 2008. That was down in the Gulf of Mexico, 2008, close to Belize. Um 2014, which we mentioned before, that affected the Carolinas, and then, of course, this year, 2020. So those were all the Arthurs that I could find some information on. So, But we have a big thing coming up tomorrow, right, Ulysses? Yes, we have an absolute uh, big day tomorrow by the National Hurricane Center in NOAA. They're going to finally release their, you know, their season outlook. So I know a few weeks ago we mentioned how Colorado State, they mentioned their outlook. But, uh, you know, we want to wait for Noah. And then once the guy told me on the explain what they're thinking for this season, um, it comes out 11 a.m. on Thursday. So we're definitely looking forward to seeing what um, what they're thinking for this upcoming year. The, the Obviously, the main takeaway is 
you you don't want to look you know you want look at that information but you always want to keep in mind that it only takes one storm uh one storm you know to remember that season so then you know that's you know always obviously andrew is always one of the ones that you remember that's always remembered because a it was an a storm but also the fact that that 1992 season had so little storms um and you know the fact that here we're you know going into an el nino year usually you get less storms uh you know you have more wind shear you want to you know just because it says oh okay you may get like eight storm or you know low number of storms doesn't mean you want to let your guard down but it's definitely something that we're looking forward to well you know watching and you know, looking at tomorrow, definitely it's going to be a big day for us, me, uh, you know, for Daniel and I. So, and we'll provide you with all that information when it comes to what the National Hurricane Center know is providing. Right. And one of our previous blogs that we had um, a couple podcasts back is we were talking about a couple of colleges that have released their outlook and a couple of private companies, too, that are pretty popular for releasing their outlooks um, early and before the National Hurricane Center. But tomorrow, officially, the National Hurricane Center will release their outlook. Um, so far, all the outlooks that have been released, all the big ones that we've covered, are leaning towards a very active season. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have landfall. That doesn't mean we're going to have multiple landfalls. But it means the chances are higher for that. So again, Ulysses said, it only takes one. It just takes one storm to make it a busy season because one storm can do a lot of damage. So uh, regardless of what the forecast is, we got to take it seriously. We need to prepare. We've done a podcast on hurricane preparedness. So very important just to know ahead of time what we can do and what we should do uh, when it comes to preparing. So I'm going to write a blog uh, about the outlook. The National Hurricane Center will be releasing it tomorrow. Ulysses will be covering it during the newscast. Um, on Thursday as well, so and so will I. So you can check our website, 47abc.com, for that blog. It'll be posted Thursday once they release it. And, of course, you can follow myself, Daniel Johnson, and Ulysses Garcia on Twitter and Facebook as well. Anything else you wanted to add, Ulysses? No, I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's about it. You know, the fact that, you know, like you mentioned, you, know, you just got to be prepared and see what happens when it comes to these storms and, you know, you know, uh, but definitely, you know, I think when it comes to the weather out here, if you're a fan of this cooler weather, uh, you know, uh, I guess embrace it. I know we're still waiting for summer here, but uh, definitely taking a little longer. But in the meantime, I guess uh, just enjoy it. You know, if you're a fan of this type of cooler weather and not so much of the heat, even though I know people are anxiously waiting for that heat to arrive. I know, I know you are, right, Daniel? That's right. And that was, again, another podcast we did <laughs> just recently. Uh, talking about how we're turning the page, we're turning the corner into more of a sustained, warmer pattern. And guess what? That would have been the case if it wasn't for Arthur. Yes. And so Arthur has put a dent in that outlook. But once we get Arthur out of here completely, and that dissipates, and we get this pesky upper-level low that's now bugging us behind Arthur, it does look like we're entering that warmer pattern, unless something else forms out of nowhere, which we all know Mother Nature likes to do whatever Mother Nature wants to do. But we still are standing by that forecast. We will get to those warmer, that warmer weather soon. It's right around the corner. We can see it. It's coming. But anyway, hopefully everyone can stay safe. I know states are starting to reopen again. I know in Maryland we're in phase one, stage one. So 
we're getting there. Just stay safe, keep washing your hands and uh, wearing your mask and staying cautious and keep tuning into our podcast, right? Yes, absolutely. You are just uh, we're giving you weather, you know, giving you weather wisdom every time we're doing weather wise. That's right. We will see you guys next Wednesday. All right. See ya. <laughs> Take care.